Hi, I'm Taylor Ward, and you're listening to Halfway Around the Halo. Fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariner racing back to the track. Hello and welcome to Halfway Around the Halo, the LA Angels UK podcast. This is season five, episode 10, and I'm your host, Nick Wright, at LA Angels UK, recording for the first time since I made my trip over to Anaheim for that massive homestand at the end of May. The last time I spoke to you, we were recording from a hotel room there where we just swept the Red Sox. Things were looking very rosy. A lot was going on in my trip, and I was this great good luck charm again. As soon as we recorded, we ended up getting swept by the Marlins. And you know what? In some ways, I was actually quite glad about it. And I said this to anybody who would listen, anybody that I was talking to when I was over there. The pressure was really mounting, honestly. I was getting like really stressed that they just kept winning and winning and winning. And the comments were coming. And it was twofold. One, obviously, like everyone's saying, you can't leave. We're going to kidnap you. Obviously joking, but quite funny. But the secondly, like I knew that if they'd won those Marlins games and I'd left, and then inevitably we were going to lose again when we went to more difficult places, then I was going to start getting some abuse because then it would have been my fault for leaving. As it happened, we went five and four on that homestand. I think four and four in games that I went to, pretty respectable. We saw a sweep. We got swept. Happy days. But that's where we are. That's where we last left it and I recorded. And this is a longer introduction than usual before I bring in our esteemed colleague and scholar, that is Dave Evans. Dave, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm always good. I'm enjoying this Anaheim-esque sort of weather that we're getting at at the moment, which you missed out on while she was out there, actually. Yeah, I mean, for those listening right now, we are in a glorious heat wave here in London. Every day is sunny. Every day is hot. We're probably in like the mid-80s, I think. It's about 29, 30 degrees here in London. It's absolutely glorious. I think it's going to last for another week or so. Whilst you've got the June gloom and you had the May grey and the drizzle, we have not got it. We got beautiful London weather and that's wonderful, except our buildings are not designed to take this level of heat. They're designed to save as much heat as possible because we don't get it very often. So it traps it all in there. And now every building is pretty excruciatingly warm and difficult to sleep because we don't have AC in this country because why would we need it? But anyway, Dave, are you enjoying the weather? Loving the weather. I've got me, as you call it, wife beats one, sweating un- you know, profusely, constantly, uh, 18 showers a day. Yeah, love it. Yeah, he has. He's got the he got the angels sleeveless top on, a can of Stella in hand. He's he's having a good night tonight. Dave, have you been playing any? Oh, it's a water. No Stella, <laughs> apparently. Not on a Monday night. Yeah, it's oh. a bit, bit early in the week. Dave, what have you been up to? Have you been playing some baseball? Yeah, we played some baseball. We were sweeping ourselves on the weekend, so we were happy with that. Uh, good good effort. Uh, one run game, win in game one. Uh, game two, we were three runs down and going into the top of the seventh was the away team. And then um, pulled three runs back, shut them down, scored five in extras. That's it. And your man had to come on as a late defensive replacement at third base because we were short oh, of players. Yeah. And we had to unclip the bench by this point because it was hot. And you, you know, your, got... your finger survived at third, did it? I think I haven't played it since. 
for like two and a half years. But yeah, I knew first play was going to come to me, so we got the force out at second. So yeah, happy days. Nice sweep. Take Very that. glad to hear it. Glad you got a sweep. And also, your voice is still not quite there, is it? Your voice sounds a bit <laughs> off. And I'm going to give you this opportunity, Dave. This is the one time I'm going to let you do this. Talk me through your feelings last Thursday. I'm shocked you haven't mentioned it yet, but very happy for you. It must have been an incredible day. I don't know where you watched it, but just tell the listeners, like baseball might be one of our loves, but I'm sure for both of us, football is our first love, soccer, and Dave's team had a had a blinder. Yeah, it's our first European trophy in 45-plus years, our first win in a final in 43-plus years. So, yeah, it was a big night for West Ham fans in the Europa Conference League final. You get a lot of grief about it being a third-rate tier competition, but you can only win the competitions that you're in. And now we're in a competition that many teams try to get into and failed. So, you know, it was a good season in that regards. Premier League season was poor, but you know what? I've never seen West Ham win anything of any note, and it was just fantastic. And, um, yeah, Happy I got some battle wounds from smashing on the pub ceiling when I was watching it because <laughs> I was the one ch- doing the chance and due to my intoxication didn't realise until the next day and now I've got what it looks like a tattoo on the end of my arm uh, yeah glorious and my voice in fairness recovered yesterday at baseball but then I was screaming so much at everybody playing and winning extra innings I lost it again so recovery continues <laughs> for those that obviously can't see this and Dave holding up his arm he's got a massive bruise on his forearm honestly it's about size of size of half his arm there so uh fair play to him no I'm happy for you Dave I'm glad you had a, a good night in a pretty miserable time so yeah good. no it was, it was a good night it was a good night but you know what else has been good the last week of Angels baseball it has but we're gonna we're just gonna briefly touch on what happened before that? But let's get on to some Angels baseball. After the Marlins series, obviously we got swept, went to Chicago and we had to go and win that series. And we did the bare minimum, I think. Got the two wins, got the series win. There's a bit of optimism, I think, going into Houston. We knew that it was going to be a massive, massive series for the Halos. And then four games, they go and lose three of them. Managed to salvage one at the end with that 2-1 win, but... Dave, how deflating was it, I think, going into Houston after feeling pretty good and knowing this was a chance to claw back some some ground on both them and also the Rangers, and then to lose the way we did three nights in a row was pretty pretty disheartening, wasn't it? It was. It, it sort of reminds you where you are and compared to Houston. And, you know, we'll touch on it in a bit. As, and this week is going to be huge now, this next series coming up to really see where we are. Um, yeah, Houston was a disappointment. You know, you, you felt like when... Uh, what game, which one was it? It was game two, I think, when Framber was trying for the Astros. You know, they, they got that early lead and you sat there, I thought, we're just not going to hit this guy. And soon enough, they extended and, and that was a tiny start as well. It's like, oh my God, if Otani's going to get hit early and we're not going to hit this guy, we never do. Um, so it just feels like, although you feel like you have some good games and good starts out your rotation, sometimes you're just not good enough and you've got to keep it closer somehow. And that was sort of how I felt over the Astros. We didn't bring enough. I know we left a lot of runners in scoring position over that. I just felt like it showed that gap still. And there is a decision to be made over the next few weeks now. Sooner rather than later, buyers or sellers, I'm sure we'll get into it. Um, but that gap is there and it is a little bit worrying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you've summed it up quite succinctly there. We know Houston are good. We've been saying all the time, we're not one of these 
shows, I don't think. We're not Angels fans that try to put down Houston and claim we're as good as them or claim we're this and that. Houston are the cream of the American League. They have been for so many years now. They don't. They haven't won one and a half World Series for nothing. <laughs> they've got an incredible team, even though they're probably not as good as they have been in some years. The rotation particularly, they've lost a few to injury. They obviously lost Verlander. McCullers is down, uh, Luis Garcia. So they're down a few arms, but they're still a really good team. Altuve came back and was a bit of a spark plug for them. It was funny because when I was over there watching that Houston game, I think it was, it wasn't Houston against the Angels, but it was the last day of my trip. So we had the game against the White Sox and the Astros were on first against the Twins, I think. Twins or Guardians, someone. And Altuve came up to bat, and I said to Stevie at the time, I said, look, this is what Altuve does to a team. He'll hit a grand slam here, and he goes and hits the grand slam. Because you know in those clutch spots, he's a guy you just think is going to come through. And that's what the Astros seem to have. Your Dan Alvarez, obviously, just an absolute machine. You know what you're getting with him. And I feel like with our stars, you just don't have that same level of trust. Even if the numbers sometimes say otherwise... I said to him, and this is not a knock on Mike at all, because I love Mike, and we're going to talk about Mike later, because I think we have to, the way he's been going recently. But when Mike was coming up in a similar bases-loaded situation that Altuve had, would I have been confident that Trout would have done what Altuve did? No, I wouldn't. Did I think for sure that Altuve was at least going to drive in a couple of runs? Absolutely, because he's just a gamer, and he's a Hall of Famer, and he's just one part of what I think makes that Astros team tick. And they've got quality up and down the lineup. They're not quite the same team they were. But as you said, Dave, and you started this off with this, we have still got a way to go to catch them up. And the problem is, it's not just them this year. The Rangers have started off blisteringly hot. And we're going to talk about that series coming up in a minute. But we're in, we're still a way away and there's questions to be answered. But before we get onto that, let's just go through the homestand that was Dave. So we came out of that Houston disappointment and thankfully we managed to grab the win on the Sunday, the UK friendly win and get that Sunday victory. And that just gives a little bit of a boost on the plane for the guys. Doesn't it going back to Anaheim, having got that one win under their belts coming into that Cubs series. And we obviously go into that Cubs series, knowing that this is huge week for the angels. you got the Cubs and the Mariners in town. And we started off with Tyler Anderson on the, Monday, and it didn't go well, did it? To start with, I mean, rocky start. It was a rocky start. I think you can say. Anderson gave up the four runs in the second, and everybody was a little bit concerned about the way that that game was going to go. Anderson himself has been such a disappointment, hasn't he? I mean, there's no two ways around it. And as I said on Twitter, Dave, I don't get everything right. I probably don't even get a lot right. But the one thing I did say very early on was I really did not like that Anderson signing. I didn't like the length of contract. The money was okay. I didn't so mind the money, but I just thought we're signing a guy from a career year that's never really done it anywhere else. There's coming to Anaheim, who we know we just don't have that sort of success with pitchers or free agent signings. It just screamed so much regression. And so far it's just been proved right. And I just hate soft tossing, pitchers that have to you know have to nibble have to try and find the corners because when you're off it you've got no chances we've seen with Anderson I mean it's just when he's pitching to contact but can't locate you're in trouble so that's the negative give me your thoughts on Anderson but also on that comeback victory and it kind of set us up for the rest of the 
homestand, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, t- touching on Anderson as well, I think when we talked about that signing, if we could get an average Anderson, it was still going to be better than the back end of what we had last year. Um, I fully understand what you're saying about soft tossing and nibbling because, you know, there, there have been some excruciating games to have to put up with. But, you know, in regards to that Chicago game, you know, at least he got made it through five. He got there and he was able to hand it over to the bullpen who, you know, what a week, what a great week for those guys. Um yeah, going forward, as I say, though, if but if we want to get, and this is a wider conversation, if we want to move forward, we know there's going to have to be some upgrades made in that rotation as well. I think we're good for what we're doing, but when it gets to postseason play, this isn't going to be a rotation that really goes toe to toe as well as as we saw in the Astros, and we'll have to find out this week uh, to really see where we are. Um, I think he's fine as a piece right now, but you know, would you want him in a in an important game in the playoffs? I don't think that's the that's your guy, and you know, given the three-year deal, that's going to look pretty nasty by year three. Mm-hmm. If he if makes not it by year two, if he, if makes, he it. makes it to year three, I yeah. honestly trained him out with Otani. Eh? I couldn't rule it. I couldn't rule out that he doesn't make it to year three at this stage. Yeah, no, it is, but you know, but he got through five, and he's giving you some innings. I mean, I suppose that's the that's the only flip side, and. It, it's keep keeping you in the game and that's all you can really ask for at the moment there's a lot of good starts in that regard I know five innings pitched but get it handed over but we're not going the threes and we're not doing the fours you're getting to the fifth at least so I don't know it's rough with the smoke but it's, it's not ideal because against the better teams you know the writing's on the wall sometimes though. yeah definitely but it was great to see Taylor Ward homer in that game Atani also homered in that game. They came back to win it 7-4. So it was a good start to the homestand. And then we had the next game up against the Cubs and we won 6-2, didn't we? Uh, another comeback. We went one up, went two one down and then came back and scored five unanswered. And I think that was another another really great start from Jaime Barria. He probably didn't have his, his best of all. But he went five, just the two earned runs, K'd a few. I love the uptick in velocity he's added onto his fastball since he first came into the majors. And he's efficient very, as well. He's very efficient. I mean, he gets taken out quite early still. He's clearly not built up slash. I'm not sure they want him going through third time round, fourth time mm. round, maybe yet. But he doesn't <laughs> need to. At this point, he is 14 games pitched in this year. He's got an ERA of 1.85. He's got 37 strikeouts, a whip under one. What more could you want from this? Is your sixth starter? And I, he... I think the role we have him in is perfect. You know, you know, you can get him a couple of innings out of the pen if needed, but he's coming now as that sixth man and he's doing a job. And out that guy, all you need is five innings, and that's what he's starting to give you. And he's giving you good five innings as well. He's keeping you in the game, and again, it gives you opportunity for your bullpen to take over. It gives you opportunities for your bats to continue the work as well. And a, a nice little shout out because I give him loads of grief as well, but a couple of nice scoreless innings for Aaron Loop over last week. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna talk about the bullpen, Dave. So you can you can save your shout outs. I want I want a summary of what you've seen from Loop and why he is uh, the Angels' best reliever. So two back reliever of the year, I think someone said it's the year. <laughs> that second game we saw homers from Trout and Renhifo. Renhifo, another guy, thankfully that's starting to heat up. A couple of important hits there, scoring some runs. So that was great to see. So we went into the final game with the Cubs. And we managed to get away with a sweep, a 3-1 victory. Reed Detmer's best start of the season by far. He went 5.2, only gave up the one run, K'd eight. Really good to see from him because he's been struggling. Well, actually, 
he hasn't been struggling for the most part this season. He still looked good, but then he's been having these big innings and giving up runs where and losing command late or midway through games. It's been quite tough to watch, to be honest. And I think this was nice to see him come through a start and go relatively deep into a game. Only it's a shame, up. really, because he was one out away there from a quality start as well, which would have done yeah, well and good for some confidence. I, I can understand why he was pulled at that point, because I think they had two on, didn't they? One of a third. So, yeah, fine. And Davinsky has been great. So, yeah, but it, it was a good it was a good outing there. And um, I hope, well, how many more stepping stones? How many more times are we going to say it now it's time to kick on? Because now yeah. we need him to kick on. Yeah. And obviously, shout out Joe Adele there as well. Came <laughs> up for one game, hit his home run, got sat the next night. But... Joe did what we needed him to do there. He's spot start. He knows his place right now. There is no room for him in the outfield. Not the way that Taylor Ward's finally come back alive. Mickey Money is the perfect, right now is the perfect fourth outfielder for the Halos. He's giving great defense. He's coming in. He's hitting big home runs. What more could you want? Trout is obviously locked in there. Renfro locked in there. So happy days in the outfield and well done to Joe Adele for coming up. So you wanted some momentum, Dave. We went into that Seattle series knowing that that's exactly what we had to do. We couldn't afford to give up the momentum and give up the wins we just got. We're on a four-game win streak at that point, and Classic Angels would have then to be swept again, wouldn't it? Sweep the Cubs, get swept by the Mariners. So yeah. I think the first game we played against them was absolutely massive. Battle of the Aces, wasn't it? Castillo against Atani. And once again, Atani didn't really have his best stuff on the mound. He had some made some mistakes, but we managed to get five runs off Luis Castillo. And yes, two of them were unearned, but to get five off their ace was incredible achievement. I thought really, really good job from the team there. Um, I think they were playing some great baseball. It was on Apple TV. It was Friday night. It was huge. Atani again, going deep. Mickey Moniak, what a boy taking the win for the Halos. Estevez comes down and locks it down again, doesn't he? For his 17th save of the season. So what a start. What did you see out of that matchup between Castillo and Atani? What did you like from what Atani was doing? And what did you dislike other than giving up another home run on the sweeper? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose Atani's still Atani. So even his bad days sometimes might just be good enough for you. Right, you know, I've seen something recently about him talking about fatigue and stuff like that. And, you know, he is being used a lot more. And, you know, he is starting to hit. He's actually, what was it? He's hit the most batters now this year as well. Yeah. Um, he is walking more than he has been previously. So that is a slight worry. Um, but we're still talking about Shohei Tani here and he's still only given up three hits. Okay, One was a home run as well. And he's still our best pitcher. So, you know, Tani, you still give him the ball when you need him and you would trust him with that. And, you know, we went up against Casillo. Struck out a lot, as as you'd probably expect. But, you know, we, we went toe-to-toe with him and, and battled it out. And, you know, we went down. We were 2-0 down. Now, as I mentioned about the Astros series, you you go down, you didn't think that, oh, we're going to get back into this. as like, maybe, but the likelihood is we're not even going to get hit, let alone get a win. <laughs> you, you felt still after the Cubs, okay, we're actually hitting quite well. Everyone's contributing up and down this lineup to an extent. And, we've still got a chance and we, you know, and we came back into it and then Otani would always give you a chance to stay in that ball game. Cause you know what you're going to get out of him as long as you can get to the fifth inning as always. It's a huge thing to get there to the fifth. I and, must... um, 
I must admit, Dave, my heart sunk when we conceded those two runs early because I had the same feeling as you. I was like, I just don't see a way we're going to come back here. But so I was really proud of the effort of the lads to, to get that back so quickly, uh, yeah. to, to level it up in the third after going down in the first, to then take a lead and not give it up. Oh, well, we did give it up briefly, but went to three all and then we hit the two-run bomb for Moniac. So, I mean, I, I thought it was great to see. I was not expecting us to do what we did. So I'm really interested by your point there on fatigue as well, because obviously the Angels gave him an extra day's rest, didn't they? They pushed him back a bit. And I think... The way I'm looking at it, and I want your view on this, it's twofold. Is it one that Atani is pushing himself to the limit to show everything he's got ahead of free agency? Or is it two, the Angels are pushing Atani for everything he's worth because they know he's leaving in free agency and they want to get milk, milk that every last bit. out of him? I mean, it could be a bit of both. Or it could just... And we know Atani just loves baseball, right? Atani never wants to come out of games. Atani wants no. to play every day. But at some point, you've got to take a step back and give him those days off, I think, don't you? Or do you think the Angels' approach this year is, he's probably not re-signing with us anyway, so we're just going to use him as much as possible? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both, personally. I mean, Atani's going to make money at the end of this year, regardless of how he now performs. Um because you've probably put it down to overusage and, you know, not using how he has done in the last couple of years. But no, I think as the Angels, you, you know you want to win. You have to win. You've got to try and put something good on the field and try and do as well as you can. And Atani Gervais, he's one of your best hitters. You're going to put him in as often as possible. If you can give him the extra day here and there, but they're going to be seldom. So, um, yeah, Angels, you need to be milking him because, let's face it, realistically, he could be yawning six weeks. Mm. I don't think it's going to happen, but it could be gone in six weeks. I think, I think there's absolutely zero chance of Tani's traded. But do you think, and he disputes this, he disputes it and says that some of the pitches that are being thrown are being mischaracterized as other pitches. But he is clearly not using his splitter, in my view, from the eye test. He's just not using his splitter anywhere near as much. It's his best pitch, and it's not being used very frequently at all. Do you think that is a conscious thing on his part in terms of injury in terms of stress on the arm head of free agency you said he's going to get his money anyway you're you're semi right he is but if he gets injured now if he goes yeah, down for a second time john that money that bag is nowhere near what it could be if he's healthy so do you think there's some part of him in his mind that is going up because he's calling his own pitches that's going away from throwing these pitches with more stress on the arm or do you think we're just making a mountain out of a molehill and Atani's just the ultimate competitor and there's no way he will do anything but not give 100% to win I, I think he'll give out 100% to win I, I'm not ever going to doubt that from Shohei um, when, when it comes to like using the split less I haven't looked at any sort of stats in regard that would be far too professional for me to even look at that sort of thing but um, you know it could be but it could just be just trying to evolve himself as well you know he was split heavy and it was a very successful split let's face it you know it wasn't a bad pitch that he was throwing there um, it, I think it's just the evolution of him creating you know more doubt and you know when you're trying to work out six or seven pitches or whatever he's throwing now no Near one, not near one impossible, I mean, obviously. These are major league hitters, but I think there's a bit to it. There could be a bit of injury reduction of, you know, risk and stuff like that on the splitter. But I'm no pitcher and I couldn't tell you what it looks like stresses wise on the uh, on the old elbow. But, you know, at the speeds and the velocity that these guys are throwing at, you know, nothing's easy on the elbow. 
No, this is a fair point. And you mentioned though six pitches, and Otani has six pitches. And to be honest, six plus pitches. But he's he's basically become a two pitch pitcher. He basically throws the sweeper and the fastball. And he doesn't throw any of these other plus pitches very often at all. So it is something to watch. He's majorly slumping in terms of him uh, on the mound. He has not performed well for the last month plus in the grand scheme of things, of course. I'm tr- I'm trying to keep everything... I mean, by Atani standards. By Atani standards. Or by anyone's standards, actually. The last month has not been great at all. I don't know. There, there's something clearly going on. Atani's been asked about it. With the translation, it's sometimes a bit more difficult to to know for sure um, what's going on. The questions that are being asked, you don't always know whether the answer that Atani's giving in Japanese is translating perfectly to English. So you're still trying to like figure that out. But I think there's something going on with Atani, and I think ultimately he needs a couple of rest days. I mean, he's still thrown the most innings out of our entire starting rotation over the last month as well. So, you know, he's still putting in the work and he's still, well, he's played five appearances. He's still got 30 innings in there. Um, he's striking out more than anyone, but he's also now walking a ridiculous amount. He's like almost back to a couple of years ago when he started off that season. He was like eight to 10 walks every single start at the beginning, wasn't it? So yeah. he's what he's had in like 14 walks in the last five games, which, you know, it's too many adds pitch count onto you as well. So let's wait and see as well. He's had that rest. Um, he's got a big matchup coming up if the matchups are what they're supposed to be. And uh, so we're he's, going to need him. He's got, he's got Ivaldi on mm. whatever day. As long as there's nothing changing, it's supposed to be that final game. So yeah. as long as nothing changes there, then, you know, we're going to need a, him firing on all cylinders because, you know, Ivaldi took us to school last time around. Yeah, he absolutely did. On a brighter note, by the way, show a <laughs> Shohei on the plate has been absolutely sensational. He's now up to 287 for the year, 18 bombs, 46 runs bad in, nine stolen bags, and 930 OPS. I mean, he is our best hitter by far at the moment. So whatever slight issue may be going on on the mound currently at the plate, he's turned things around massively, and he looks locked in. Yeah, you know, just the 1,300 OPS over the last seven days, (laughs) over that last series. It's absolutely men- mental how good he is at baseball. Yeah. He's still the best player Genius. in the world. I had a conversation with someone earlier on this. Did you see? There's a player of the homestand poll went up from the Angels. And some of the stats on there were, you know, pretty good. Zach Neto had an unbelievable homestand. Let me try and find the stats whilst I'm talking. But Zach Neto had an unbelievable homestand this time round, And we're going to get onto that final game against the Mariners in a second. So I don't want to throw any spoilers out there. But people were like saying he should be the player at the homestand, this and that. I was like, it's just Otani. I was like, it can't not be. I said, it's Shohei. His stat line was just ridiculous and nobody else can come close. And even though the other three on the list, so the other three on the list were Neto, right? He hit 400, two home runs, two RBI, two stolen bags, and a 1.326 OPS, right? That is an unbelievable stat line for anyone. So well done, Zach Neto. The best top stat line I'm sure he's had in a week in the majors. Detmers was on there with his, as we've gone over, his win, first win of the season, 1.59 ERA, eight strikeouts. Estevez on there with the three saves and the four strikeouts, right? All all very good. Listen to what Shohei did. He hit 417. He had two doubles, three home runs, five runs driven in, two stolen bases, and a 1.356 OPS. Unbelievable. And he also threw five innings, three home runs, six strikeouts. 
How do you compete with that? You just cannot, right? As great as Neto was, Atani was just a bit higher. That's your MVP argument every year, though, at the moment. And I would always support that. It's because he's doing both. Now, I thought Neto had a great week as well. And, you know, he came in as a late replacement as well. I think it was against the Cubs game as well. I made a great double play there as well, heads up. And, uh, you know, Zach Neto's, you know, starting to love that kid. He's fantastic over there at shortstop. But no, you're right. When when Atani is putting up these numbers, you just can't compete. You just can't compete. And even a, a mediocre Atani is still better than most. And I'd still want it in the lineup. Absolutely. Going on to a player then that is not performing so well, Mike Trout. Dave, what's going on with Mike Trout? This month, I think he's got the lowest OPS of any month since he came up as a rookie. He's on the season now. The OPS is down to 826. His average is 254. It's still good numbers. He's hit 14 home runs. But he's not Mike Trout. He's swinging through so many fastballs, so many pitches down the middle he's missing. The timing's completely off, as he keeps saying. He keeps getting under the ball. But this has been the most prolonged... I've seen him slump before, and I've seen him strike out before. But this is the most prolonged slump I think I have ever seen of Mike Trout. Are you concerned, or do you think at some point he's just going to get it back? It's still Mike Trout. And until we see enough evidence that he can't get out of the slump... I fully expect him and believe he will get out of this slump. It is a slump, obviously. But the problem is this slump is actually more normal than what he would he would usually have. You know, he he's looking more normal at the moment. And you know, after after ten or eleven years or whatever it's been now, he's allowed to. Um, you know, he hasn't, you know, flip side, he hasn't been injured so far this year. So maybe he hasn't had his rest. Who knows? Touch some wood right now. Oh, wouldn't take wood. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, but I don't see very much online anymore because, you know, I don't like being online anymore. But, you know, I have seen some crazy things. Yes, it might look like it. I mean, he wasn't far off grand slamming during the week as well. You know, that came went off the wall. And you know what? That goes over. That maybe even changes the dynamic for Mike over the course of this week. Um, you know, I'm still a believer. I'm not against the guy yet. He hasn't had a Mike Trout year. He hasn't had a Mike, you know, he is certainly slumping like us mere minions and mere mortals. The guy will come good. You you gotta if it's like this now all the way through the season, let's retalk. But do man, this is still Mike Trout. Give the guy he's got some credit in the bank. Respect. Respect mm. him. The goat. I like the fact you just called him a minion though. So well, you, you called yourself a minion. Of course I'm a minion. I wear glasses. My name's Dave. What can I say? Nah, it's true. Um final, let's wrap up the Mariners series then. So tough loss. Sandy was not good. He gave up ten hits. Gave up five runs. Still managed to K8, but didn't really look on it. There's obviously a big moment in that game, which everyone's talking about, which was the strikeout of Atani. Um, yeah, probably... but from what you're saying, my child would have just struck out afterwards anyway. Well, there was some Make argument. No difference. There was some argument to say they should have just walked Atani to get to Mike Trout with the base <laughs> of London. But Could you imagine I would ne- I would never make that argument, but some that's, a, some that's a brave that's a brave coach to make that call. I tell you, it is. Atani hit another bomb that day. The only real offensive stuff for the Halos. Tough day at the office. Sandy wasn't good. The office couldn't get going. So we move on, which took us to last night, which was absolutely huge in my view. It was a must, must, must win at this stage of the season. You've got to win those series against the Mariners and keep them below us. And 
fair play to the lads. They put on a clinic early doors. I've never seen Gilbert pitch so badly. It's leaving a lot over the middle. We were punishing them. We scored runs in the first, second, third, and fourth inning. I think we were like 7-2 up, weren't we? Really, really good stuff. Again, we saw Taylor Ward home run. Zach Neto, breakout game with the two home runs as well. Really good stuff. We kept putting the game beyond them. One guy I want to shout out because I think he's been really underrated this year. And I did not particularly like the signing, as I told you. Well, so I didn't like the signing. I was pretty concerned. But I think he's allayed quite a lot of fears. And Brandon Drury has been really good. He's hitting like 260, 10 bombs. His OPS is up near 800. And he seems to be like an extra base machine. And I think he's been a really, really good addition to that middle order. Um, so Drury had another good game. He had a couple of hits. And yeah, Matt Thice as well. Matt Thice with the three runs batted in. A couple of hits. I love Matt Thice. I'll tell you what, Matt Thice, you know, we gave him a little bit of, you know, not much love when when we realised, okay, Hoppy's good. Hoppy's done for a number of months now and yeah. this is where we're at. This is a combination. It was certainly, and if you're honest with yourself, because I know I certainly was, you would have wanted to see Chad in there over Matt Tice on a more daily, regular basis. As but, a catcher, um, for sure. As a catcher. Absolutely. But Matt Tice has sort of earned that right now and his bats kept him in the lineup as well. I think he's got better behind the plate as well. He had a, you know, that was a rough series against Boston. Few, you know, feels like an eternity ago when that happened. Um, but, you know, he's, he's earned the right to be there now. Now, is catcher an upgradable position? Of course it is. If you're getting getting serious down the line, but for, at the moment, you know the, the guys coming up with some big hits and you know getting the RBIs in, and you can only bring the runners in. So, you know, fair play to guy. I'm really excited for a Thice O'Hoppy tandem next year. That is a really really good hitting pair of catchers, and it means with a DH slot that's going to be free most likely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It means you, can, you can get them in the lineup every day. I mean. Right now, I would not be surprised if O'Hoppy was fit, if Matt Tice was playing first base a lot as well, the way Jared Walsh is struggling. There's plenty of options there. But right now, you have to have that bat in the lineup. It's a lefty bat. He's got some pop. He's been getting on base. He's been driving in runs. So, well done, Matt. And that was just a huge series win for the Halos. As I say, it feels like a long time ago when Hoppy was actually in the lineup, but Tice was actually starting to play at first a little bit, wasn't he? Before Jared yeah, came yeah, back, I think and a couple of starts there, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, the way, the way he's hitting, I'm not against it. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I know everyone has an error now and then, but you know, Jared Walsh flying the ball to second base cool. one. No, that was a bit what rough. is that cool, by the way? I try not to. I'm trying to be very positive today, and let's not talk about the negatives. But the yeah. level of umpiring and officiating and replay in their majors is just embarrassing. It was as out as it comes. I mean, firstly, not to see it on the field. But secondly, the benefit of all those replays, France was, it was miles off the bag. And Neto's foot clearly on the corner. But anyway, we won the game. It doesn't matter. But it was, it was a, let me tell you, it was a stressful, stressful 20 minutes watching that unravel. Um, but Angels won. Happy days. And you kind of touched on them earlier, Dave. But let's just give a huge, huge shout out to the bullpen. Let's oh, talk about those guys. Also, Griffin Canning, well done for another good start. But the bullpen, Soriano's come in. He's thrown five innings um, for the Halos, not given up a run. Been really, really good. Already basically cementing himself in the back end, six strikeouts for him. Ben Joyce doing well. And thankfully, the news on Ben Joyce seems all right. Uh, I, I never trust those reports after that injury. I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. Fingers crossed he'll be all right and avoid mm. anything major. 
we've got to shout out Davinsky, haven't we? What a mm. boy he's been this year. What a pickup. What a pickup for the Halos. Chris Davinsky, the changeup is legit. He's been so good coming in and stranding runners. Jacob Webb as well came out of nowhere, came up and has been really, really good since he's come up. We've touched on Estevez. He's the best closer in the major leagues right now, and he should be an all-star. I think he's going to get squeezed out because we're going to have Trout and Atani there, and they're going to have to fill those relief spots with players that on teams that don't have anybody else. But Estevez is an all-star. He's an all-star in my mind. And these guys have just been so legit. Got to shout out everything they're doing right now. They're keeping the halos in games. You know what? Apart from the bomb that Estevez gave up, which is which was like the only little down note, and I don't include Gerardo Reyes anyway. He's you know, he's up to say hello <laughs> and he's going back. The guys didn't give up a run over the course of a week. They were as hot as you can get. And when you're like that, what a change that that is from the start of the season as well. You know, we've got people and we've got Matt Moore to come back as well. Obviously, he's in, injured at the moment. What we've got probably a, a good few weeks until he is back. But if he comes back and picks up where he's left off, if Ben Joyce is actually fit and he's good to go still, all of a sudden, we've, can I dare say we've got half a decent pen yep. right now? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, that feels like that's something taboo or naughty to say. Does, is... These guys are coming up and performing. The pickups that Perry has made on the whole this year have been really good. Luke's still hanging around, but I'm sure he's got a short leash if I'm honest. Herget the same. He's been up and down. Yeah. But those guys who weren't performing at the start of the year, Luke, Herge, or Herge, you know, he's come back up. Um, okay, he, he did what he needed to do last night. Luke's had a couple of, well, I wouldn't say good innings, but, he, you know, scoreless innings. He's not always leaking the runs now. You're not going to see him in the high leverage spots when you've got, you know, Soriano's coming now, Webb's coming. You know, even Sam Backman's in there doing his thing. Oh, I, I forgot. I knew I was going to forget one. Not just o- only Sam Backman. I mean, he's been really, really good. And he shows why he was a first-round pick. I'd yeah. say he's got the best stuff. He's got the best stuff in that bullpen. And he definitely is the starter potential for the future. But I'm loving this cup of coffee he's getting. And so far, so good. I mean, he, he, he looks pretty unhittable at times. You obviously are renowned for the amount of Angels baseball you can watch in the middle of the night. But talk to me about Sam Buckman as well, because obviously he's, what, eight innings or so? Yeah. Seven walks. You know, his walks and strikeout ratio is actually exactly the same, seven and seven. Yeah, of course. Is that really... anything that worries you? Is it as bad as it nibbles, you know? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's always there's going to be some command issues there. It's going to improve, I think, as he gets older, as he gets more experience. I'm not too concerned. He's got to trust the stuff a bit more because... Well, five, absolutely not. I mean, there's only one run in eight innings. You take that. That's more than a quality start going on. Yeah, exactly. I'm not concerned about that. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I don't think he's a reliever long term, though. I think he's a starter still. No, but I mean, I think I think this is definitely the way forward for the Angels this year, though. If you're good enough to play a role in some description, you're coming up and you're going to do that job. And and you've seen that aggressive nature throughout. And um, all to it, it's, you know, you, you got to win. Yeah, for sure. It's been really positive so far. So let's get on to the Texas series oh. and what we've got ahead. Yeah. Unfortunately, think I this is where we keep recording. We recorded before the Marlins series and we were on a high again. Then, then it all collapsed a bit. And now we've recorded again. We keep only recording after big winning streaks and winning series. So it's kind of skews what we're talking about. Cause if we'd have done this after the Astro series, I'm sure it'd have been a very different conversation. And yeah, but then it's all negative. So it's nice to come in off a win because at least you've got something positive to talk about. Otherwise we're yeah. just two moany old Brits talking and nattering away. Oh, you're the old one. 
Well, yeah, I know, but we're still Moni. Yeah, that is true. So four games for Texas, and it starts off tonight with Anderson against Dunning. Dunning, okay, the first two days. So it's Anderson Dunning, and then it's Berea against John Gray. Both of them are having really good years, but they're both guys the Angels have had quite a bit of success against in the past. We've hit off them before. So let's hope that that continues. Trout usually hits Texas pretty well as well, although I'm not so sure about this ballpark. Uh, although he's, I'm pretty sure he's got a few home runs there. I remember a birthday home run there. Uh, he's going to come back and make you eat your words now. I, would, I, hope I, mean, I, I jolly well hope so. So that's the first two games. Then you've got the third game, which I know Heaney's going for yeah. the Rangers. And who's going for the Halos? It must be Detmers. So Detmers against Heaney. That's that's a fun one. We know what yeah. Heaney's like. That'll be fun. And then we got the Battle of the Aces uh, on Thursday. Dave, this is make or break, really, for the Angels this season, isn't it? And it sounds ridiculous in June, but we are a fair way behind them already. They're 41 and 23 with 36 and 31. We have to at least get two wins in this series. But if we're being realistic and we actually want to challenge for the division, you've got to get three. You've got to win this series if we are genuinely still hopeful of making a run at the West. Do you agree? I do agree that if you're trying to make a run at the West, you obviously need to try and do well here, two or three. But my expectations aren't the West. I don't think we're in that conversation for the West as we currently stand. Now, if we have a ridiculous trade deadline, then we can have a conversation again. But I don't think we're in the conversation for the West. Now, for the wild card, now that's a different matter, but we still need to try and overtake Houston sometime. But Dave, why? So we're only 6.5 games back, right, of Texas. That's why I said this is a big series. I it is a big series. In the middle I don't... Of June, we're in the middle of June, mm-hmm. we haven't even got to the All-Star break yet. Saying we're not in the conversation for the West, I think is foolish because whilst as good as Texas have started this year, their rotation has been much better than I think it should be. I think you're going to see regression there going forward. Really? Yeah. If you see the way they're hitting the ball as well, the run, you know, they're hitting with runners in scoring positions. It's all inflated. It's all really, really high. And I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think they're going to maintain this pace for the rest of the year, in my view. I'm more worried about Houston going on a run than I am the Rangers at this point. And I do think that as much as I don't think this team is as good as those two teams, I don't think you should be ruling out or saying that we can't go for the West because that has got to be the aim at this point of the season, particularly with of how course. good the East is as well and the records in the East. We can't afford to risk just going for a wild card. No. But Let's no, think no. big, David. Let's think big. I, I want to think big. We were, we were, no, we were pre-season champions, spring training champions. We were going to win it all this year. Uh, look, I mean, of course, I want us to go through it and I want us to be there. I don't think the rotation as it's set will get us there at this time. Okay, so that's where, but if we can stay in the picture still, that's good. We cannot get slept. We cannot get swept. Because if anything, the confidence level will just be like, throughout the fan base, for us, I don't know about the locker room, I wouldn't think so. I'm sure they'll believe in themselves still. But if you think about the low, that's where we will end up if we get swept in this series. Yeah, we need to win it. We need three wins. I'm sorry. I mean, I want to see three wins. I don't think... What are you predicting then? Tonight. Well, Anderson's going tonight, right? So yeah. what Anderson are we about to get? You know, I, I think he could get crushed all over the place. I think Gray, I mean, Berea Gray's got... Is there another Anderson but that one? 
It's the only Anderson I know. So I'm going L tonight. L tonight. Mr. Anderson with the L. L tonight. Berea win. Detmers win. Atani win. I'm putting it out there. Lose tonight. Win the next three. <laughs> Get that explicit content out because fucking hell, Nick. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, it's a great time if if you know Trout gets out of this slump. This is a perfect time for it. Um, and then anything can happen. I think we're hitting well enough around, but it, you know. It'll be interesting to see Texas with a good team, you know, and they can hit really well as well. So the guys, the rotation is going to have to pitch. Um, I, initially, when I was looking at this, I was thinking we're going to lose three out of four. And I actually thought that we'll probably get to Heaney because Heaney's going to have that sort of game. We know what Heaney can do. He can go seven or eight, strike out 11 or 12. Well, this was with us. You know what he was like with us. Or he's going to go three and a bit. I was thinking we're going to bust them out in a three and a bit and then we'll get to the rest. But that that's where I initially was. I think Detmers will continue his good performance from last time. And, and Atani, I don't think, I think Atani will keep us in there, but I literally think we just won't hit Irvaldi like we did not last time. Um, I mean, I think yeah. you're probably right. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, so, yeah, I unfortunately, I don't have much faith on the road at Texas. So I think it's going to be a 3-1 to Texas with us taking the game against Heaney. But trust me, if I can be wrong, I'll be quite happy. Hey, I want to be you. Not you, literally, but I want to... Yeah. If I can say three wins, I'd be well happy with three wins, obviously. You want to be me. I don't you want, want to be you. Be you don't. It's obvious. Every listener <laughs> knows it. Fucking <laughs> hell. Um, yeah, look. Big series. Big series. Do you? T- if I give it to you now, do you take a split? Yeah, I said that. A split's minimum. I'd probably take it, but I think we I'll need take, to win. But I would yeah. take, I would of course take we it. need to win. We need to always win. We need to win series. Just win series, win series, all the way through the year. But mm-hmm. you're going to lose series. But how bad are you going to lose some series? You know, so I want to say 3-1, hope for two. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry. We've got the Royals after that and then the Dodgers, but let's just, I can't be bothered to predict that that far ahead because... Rolls are free, yeah. I mean, that's a cursed stadium. I'd, yeah. Ever since 2014 in particular, I just... Mm. so let's leave that let's yeah. just move this Texas series you mentioned trade deadline Dave we're going to talk about that as we get closer to it but what are your thoughts right now buyers or sellers I don't know I don't know and I'm glad I'm not the one being paid money to make that decision because as I say we're doing alright at the moment but I don't think we've got enough right now to win the West or maybe even win a three-game set in a, in a in a wild card. So in that case, you got to be buyers. I think yes, we got people are playing well on the hitting side across the fields. Rotation can be upgraded. There are spots that can be upgraded as well. You could upgrade catching. You, you could upgrade, and you know, are these guys going to keep this going forward all the way through the season? Because that's obviously the difference makers there. Bullpen at the moment they're great. We know what can happen there. Um, injury. You know, it, it just goes wrong, whatever. So, if if we want to do it, I still think we need to buy. But then how much are you willing to go in? I mean, you have to go all, all in, surely, if you're doing that. But how much are you even willing to risk on maybe a wildcard set? You know. Are you getting splinters? I'm not sitting on that fence whatsoever. I'm not sitting on that fence. I mean, I mean I'm, in, I'm almost in the camp of you're saying goodbye to a certain someone this time next month. 
Toodles. Because I don't think I don't know why close enough. I don't think we I don't think we bother talking about it. It's not happening. There's no way Moreno trades off. We we lose him for nothing. Trust me, there's not a chance. I'm not saying that's not gonna happen. But at this moment in time, I'm loving what we're doing to an extent. I mean, this time next week, you know what? Let's get back here after the Dodgers or just before the Dodgers series and then see what the results are between now and after the Dodgers series because that's two big yeah. um, series in the middle. I think we've got the Royals. Is it Colorado close by as well? So it's a it's a winnable month. It's not the hardest, not the hardest schedule, but you know what I mean? You're not, you're not, it's not series after series after series. You know, you, you've got a few series in there scattered in which... You know, you need to take advantage of at this point. And now's the time to do it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, I'm going to move on. Final part, I've asked for some questions. And it's a very eclectic bunch of questions. And sure not, is. not many of them about the halos, if I'm honest. So of course not. <laughs> I'm just going to give you a, a rundown of what we had. So, Rob Langley, Nationals in the UK, got to start. Oh. What is your favourite board game, Dave? At the moment, it's Junior Monopoly. Junior Monopoly, because you're not intelligent enough to play the big version. No, I can't count past three. So, um, no, my, my boy's six years old and he absolutely, and I legitimately try to beat him, but he's undefeatable. It's hilarious. He loves it. So, yeah, Junior Monopoly. Lovely. I'm going to go with code names. Big fan of code names at the moment. Always play where I can. Love, a bit, of, love a bit of word association. All right. Second question from Stevie. S-Dubs 35, do you think anyone ever has actually laughed all the way to the bank? Shohei's about to, if he's not already laughing there anyway. What would he be laughing about? Look at all my money. Look how good I am. Look how good I am. (laughs) I cry all the way to the bank, especially when HMRC gets hold of me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they have, no. I think it's a silly expression. Going on to the next question. Actually, I'll go I'll go on to this question because it relates to Stevie. So Keith Vance, it hippie, said, Did you have ice cream in the hat at the big A? So I'll I'll say no, I did not. I'll say my reasoning is I actually don't get up from my seat during a game. I don't like missing the action, particularly <laughs> when it's um particularly when it's a shorter with a pitch clock and everything else. So I, I actually won't snack during the game unless it's delivered to my seat. I'm not getting up. I'm not missing any of it. So that's Waiter, enough. waiter. <laughs> well, I'm in, the your cl- fingers. I'm in the club level, mate. So it's just on the phone. I'm bring- They're bringing it to me. Um, Stevie, on the other hand, absolutely loves the ice cream hat. He swears by it. And actually, so Toby, friend of the show, Moose Light Jagger, asked the best Angel Stadium snacks. He would definitely say the ice cream helmet. I would say... And it's not really a snack, but I was very, very impressed, actually, with the burger at Angel Stadium. It was a lot better than I was expecting for stadium food and stadium burger when I had it. So I'm going to go with that. Again, I'm not actually a huge, like, ballpark snacker. You know, like the peanuts, the candy floss. Not for me, really. I I wouldn't do peanuts, but uh, no, I wouldn't do candy floss, but I I would probably sit there and chew on some nuts all night. Oh, you are. You are crude. You are disgusting. But next question, right? This is also a two-parter. Um, I think it's quite an interesting one. Peter Pratt, Miami Marlins UK, absolute legend. Yes. You could trade for one Marlins player. Who are you taking? Oh, blimey. 
Haven't they just brought up some absolute stud of a pitch of some young lads? Yeah. Uri. Uri Uri Perez. Yeah. Yeah, I can have him. Having him? Take him. All right. I mean, I know Sandy Alcantara, he hasn't been as good as previous years at the moment, has he? That's still who I'm taking. Give me Sandy. Yeah, I'll probably take him. I mean, as I say, anyone who makes, as I say, anyone who makes our rotation better. Um, I'm I'm taking AJ Puck. I'm having I'm having jazz when he comes back. A bit of flair at second base for us. He's certainly not playing centre, but getting back at second base. Happy day. Over Brandon. No, Brandon, Brandon at first. Brandon at first base. <laughs> this is elite, elite. Okay. We're so, just taking your starting rotation. Some of your rotation. The Marlins, the Marlins are good. The Marlins are a really good team. They swept us, yeah. but they're just very good. Yeah. So a follow-up question to that Marlins question was by Nationals in the UK. Would you take Miguel Rojas, formerly of the Marlins, now in LA, or Alex Contreras, one of the stalwarts of Marlins Twitter. And I think I'm probably taking Alex. I think he brings energy. He brings vibes. I think he would add a lot to the clubhouse. And I just don't think Miggy Rowe has that, you know, has that enthusiasm for the game anymore. And the way he blocked Peter Pratt and the way he treated with him, it's just not acceptable to me. So I'm taking... Contreras any day of the week. This sounds like some beef I don't want to get involved in, so I'm just going to agree with you. Two votes. Two votes for Alex. Well done, mate. (laughs) Final question we've got then is, in the hypothetical where Otani won't re-sign with the Angels, who are the top three teams you would begrudgingly accept he signed with and the three you would absolutely hate if he did? And that's from Chris Teal, who is a Mets fan in the UK. I think there's a bit of an agenda on that question. Dave, three teams that you'd be okay with him going to? And I mean, I'll tell you now, I'm not okay with him going anywhere. I'm not no. going to sit here happy that he's not with us. Um, and I think we can put that one out there. So I'm not happy with him signing with 29 other teams outside of us. Yeah, um, play the game. Play me boring. Play the game. Right, okay, so... Definitely don't want him going to Mariners. Don't want him sitting in the West. I reckon we can probably agree on the three. The Mariners, the Dodgers, and for me, it would be the Cubs. I don't want to see him at any of those three. Oh, Yankees and Cubs. But Yankees, probably. I don't particularly care if he goes to the Yankees, honestly. I think he'll get eaten alive over it. Yeah. I mean, where, where I want him to go... Whatever gets us the best package, I don't give a shit where he goes if it gives he's us not, the best package. package. This is where he's signing. But I think oh, I was it. Yeah, I, would, I would go. We've just spoken about them, the Marlins. Get him down to Miami for some vibes. I'd quite like to see him in Baltimore. I'd quite like to see him in Baltimore. I think that'd be a nice little. I mean, that team's that team's getting good. Exactly. And thirdly, obviously, it's out the American League. It's out the West. Maybe, you know, somewhere like Arizona, who cares? He can stay in the West, stay in the National League, give him to Arizona, let him play with Corbin Carroll and watch those young guys come up. Yeah. Baltimore with the young guys. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I missed the yeah, couple. Mariners will hurt. Mariners will really hurt. Or anyone in the West in that. Dave, I was question for me, really. Did you see the Rally Monkey at any stage? And do the listeners know about the Rally Monkey? Well, I did see the Rally Monkey and I love the videos they produce for that. And I'm fairly sure that the listeners know all about the Rally Monkey. Dave and I certainly have mentioned him before. 
2002 to now i was talking about this when i was over there i love the fact we still have the rally monkey it's the angels thing everyone knows about it it's traditional now it's been 20 plus years of rally monkey action and long may it continue don't ever retire the rally monkey that's what i say hey, hey. <laughs> and the final question i just want to mention it is from acropolis 28 it's why you became an angels fan and i've touched on that on previous pods and articles so i won't get into it very much but just to say that both dave and i very similar reasons family trips to anaheim where we fell in love with the angels went to the games dave actually saw a different team on on that trip as well but thankfully went to the angels Angels. well no the angels is the first one i saw so there you go and for anyone who hasn't listened to like the first couple of episodes four years ago now whatever it is it was a game in 1999 against the boston red sox you had chuck finley on the mound and um, yeah, and Troy Glass with a bomb. So yeah, hooked after that point. Fantastic. Dave, I'm going to leave it there. This one's actually gone longer than I was expecting it to, but we've had lots to talk about. Plenty of good Halos baseball to analyse and discuss. You've actually been on quite good form today. Clearly you've been doing your research. There's a bit of homework being going on. You might have even caught an inning or two because you've come prepared today. You've brought your A game. So got to respect that. All the threats of being sacked has got to me, like mentally, physically, emotionally. So, yeah, that is actually what they call bullying, I believe. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're a bully, but you know, it got me, got me sorted. But you know, yeah, I see. You've got to shape up for this show. Anyway, really great talking to you. Really good talking Halos baseball. We've got a big series coming up with the Rangers in just two hours' time. I'm probably going to get this up tomorrow. You'll be listening to this from Tuesday onwards. And fingers crossed, we've already got that first win with our guy, Tyler Anderson, the mound, the one, the only, the guy we love. What a pitcher. Let's go, Tyler, and go Halos.